talking about going deeper into ourselves, living from a deeper place within ourselves, rather than being on superficial people, living on a superficial level. Now some people think, I'm not superficial, I've got so many issues and I'm so complex and (laughs) that's not superficial. No, that still means you're living on the surface of yourself. All of your issues and your stuff and your worries and your doubts and your fears and your anxieties and your this and everything, that's on the surface of yourself. The deeper you go within yourself, the deeper you go within yourself, the less complex it is, the more simple it becomes, the more clear things become and the more calm things become. And then you can live from that place of calm. Decisions become easier. People's decision making, they're panicking. Should I go this? No, 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 what? It's okay, just make a decision, man. The panicking isn't helping the decision being made. So, but it's a very, very difficult decision. I understand that. I hear that. But panicking about it is not going to change that. So you live from a deeper, calmer place within yourself. So he mentioned all the techniques that we're going to do that, we're going to breathe, we're going to look at the sky, we're going to do things that calm us, we're going to have chamomile tea once in a while, we're going to listen to calming music, we're going to just calm, just calm down, we're going to calm down. Pardon? What's your uh, opinion on, like, for example, smoking like weed? Um, I would not put that into my body. If I want to reach a natural state of depth and calmness, Using substances is not a, a way to do that. Although it works, it works, but in the short term, in a superficial way. It basically detaches, takes you away, but it doesn't actually necessarily take you into a sustainably deeper place within yourself. So, then we said, that's what his baididas. His baididas really means being alone with your inner self. Being alone with your inner self. When I say alone, it means without all the voices and the stuff in your head. But then we said, when we get to this place of deeper within myself, and we're alone in that place, which is a wonderful place to be, that's when we need to invite Hashem in. We've got to have His us. One-on-oneness with Hashem. <coughs> then we said this very, very, very high level. And we've got to understand that this high level, if you're not living from a soul place, and if you're not accessing that place within yourself, it's very hard to even understand what this means. But it's the level of emunah. Emunah meaning that only Hashem does everything. All the good things, all the bad things, everything that's going on in your life. And I don't want to overcomplicate this with, well, what does that mean about free will? And we can have that conversation. We did have that conversation, but just for now, there's an imuna in Hashkacha practice that every single detail of everything that happens in your life, everything you see, everything you hear, everything you experience, is coming from Hashem. It's coming from reality. Because really, we're in a simulation anyway. We're all, we're all in Hashem's mind. We're all being thought into existence every second by Hashem. So e- even scientists nowadays and, and quantum physicists and everyone says that really the the nature of the universe is consciousness. So this table is actually just made up of consciousness. and So we're living in consciousness. So it's a high level to be on. But then we said what we want to do in a place of oneness, closeness, unity with Hashem is to talk to Hashem, to have a relationship. The best way to have a relationship is to talk. 
And we said, in, usually there are three parts of prayer, praise, thanks, and request. But before you even get onto those, we should just have words of love and connection. Hey, hey Hashem, how you doing? So has anyone done any of that today? Anyone says, good morning Hashem today? Not from the Siddur, Moderni, just like, thank you, hey Hashem. Great, great. Just have that in your life, you got a friend? Got a friend? I think I told you once that I dropped my son at school, he's on my bike, on the back seat of the bike. And then I drop him off and then I ride home and I'm like, pretend that Hashem's on the back. I'm like, yeah, Hashem. Because I, I talked to Shimshon and I'm like, hey Shimshon, you still there? He he's a bit quiet and then I put my hand back and tickle him. He's like, ah, no, But then I drop Shimshon off and on the way home I'm like, Hashem, you still there? Okay. So, I got Hashem. Hashem's in my life. Huh? Yesterday, after you gave us the whole speech about Hashem's always being here, every time I touch the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would always like say like quietly uh, Hashem is everywhere but in the, like, my mind I was saying I love you Hashem and I felt really happy <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah hello that's the whole everything do that then hello after a while it gets habit so then you've got to switch it up again say something else Hashem I know you're here but that's what a Mazuz is for hello I think I did tell some of you, I did, I used to do it, I haven't done it for a long time. Every time I walked into a new room or walked past a mezuzah, I'd, I'd, I'd do this. People couldn't hear, but I'd just go like this. Zoom. I'd walk you through the... There's midrash, I'd be like... But I did it one day, and after about... Eight doors is too much. It's like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just too many hits. Too many hits from the mezuzah. Hits from the mezuzah. Cypress Hill would be proud of But then we said, there are these types of prayer, and yesterday we spoke all about gratitude. Gratitude, thanks Hashem. For everything. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you. Thanks, Hashem. Thanks, Hashem. Thanks, Hashem. When you walk down the stairs to lunch, you could do this. You could say, wow, thanks, Hashem, that my knees didn't buckle under me and I smashed down the stairs. I know. Say that. Could have, by the way. Have you ever lost your phone? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. When you lose your phone, you get a bit, like, frustrated. And, you, and then sometimes you even say to Hashem, why do I need this? It's a bit annoying when you lose your phone. Do you thank Hashem every day when you don't lose your phone? Oh, Baruch Hashem, I didn't lose my phone. <laughs> you know when you get somewhere and you, you realize, oh, I left my phone, I don't have my phone. It's so annoying. So every single day when you don't, you're saved that annoying feeling of I left it. So every day when you, but I thank Hashem. You woke up in a bed this morning. Wow, amazing. Everything. You could just be walking around in a world of gratitude. So then he says, that's a level. There's another level of emuna that everything's only Hashem, so everything anyone does for you that's good, it's Hashem. So you should definitely thank people. But really, as you're thanking people, you should thank Hashem as well. Thank you. Because the people are just messengers of Hashem. So on the outer layers of our soul, basically, we have to live in this reality where I am grateful towards you because you did something nice. 
But on the inner layer of your soul, where you're alone with Hashem and there's only Yamuna, they didn't really do that. Hashem used them to do that good to you. They couldn't have done that good to you without Hashem. There's, all Hashem, there's only Hashem. So that was yesterday's class. So now we get really get to another part of prayer, which is Bakasha. 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 The power of Bakasha. You have a power in your soul called Bakasha, which means request. 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 It's a very strong power. Now you have to understand that most of the Shmona Esrei, which is the most important prayer, is Bakasha. You're asking Hashem for stuff. Thirteen blessings of asking Hashem for stuff. Now, do you step out of Shmona Esrei and say, I am an unbelievably good Bakshan. I'm a good requester. You should be a good requester. Half of Shmona, most of Shmona Esrei is requesting. Do you step out and say, I've just requested really well now. I'm a requester. Our, our Chazal, our sages told us that we need to request. Hashem wants us to request from Hashem. Now, why does Hashem want us to request from Hashem? Is it because we're really needy and we're like, please, is, is Hashem an ATM machine? And I put in the car, I'm like, Hashem, you put in the little, I choose number 05 and the little thing twists around and the packet of chips drops down. It's like, Hashem... That's what Shmane Esri is. It's 18 shekels. <laughs> Hell and well, everything I want. Uh, that's not what Hashem is. Now, Rabbi Nachman, by the way, says you should request everything all the time, always, always. You lose a button. Nothing's too small to ask Hashem for. People are like, I'll ask Hashem for the big stuff, not the small stuff. Rabbi Nachman says you lose a button, you should ask Hashem, please Hashem, give me a new button. He even actually says, that even if you already have it, you should ask Hashem for it. So before you eat, you should be like, please Hashem, provide me with some food to eat. And you're like, oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Otherwise you're just an animal. Basically, you don't really have to do that. That's what a bracha is doing, in a way. A bracha is saying, please Hashem, please Hashem. Otherwise you're just eating, you're just an animal. So, but, we, sh- we shouldn't be needy. Requesting a needy, you're, you're really needy, so the answer is, you shouldn't need a button. I'm requesting from Hashem because I need a button. What request is really doing is helping you internalize the fact that everything's from Hashem. If you want anything, it comes from Hashem. Anything, you come from Hashem. Now, once again, there's external layers of your soul and there's internal layers of your soul. So how much are you dependent on other people? How much are you dependent on other people? Now, if you're a normal human being who hasn't come to these psychedelic classes, you're like, what do you mean? Of course I'm dependent on someone. Like, I need the bus driver to drive me there. I need, you know, I'm dependent. I never, of course I'm dependent. I go to the fund, I'm a fundraiser. I go to the donor. I'm dependent on the donor. I need that. I ask for things. I ask for things because I think you can give it to me. I really am dependent. And by the way, in real not in the real world, in this imaginary world, that is, there is some truth to that. There's some truth to that. When you go to lunch, and you see one of the servers, and you're like, he's going to give me a small amount. And I just, you're like, no. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, him, no, ah. So you're like, please, and you're really relying on that guy to give you more chicken. You really believe that it's up to him. And when he doesn't, you blame him. You get upset with him. Can't believe you didn't give me more chicken. And, you, and you, sometimes, if you have enough courage, you're like, "Can I have some more?" And he's like, "No." And you're like, 
What's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with him? He's just got to give me chicken. Why can't I have some more chicken? That's why I got more chicken. I want chicken. So it means you're not living on the deeper level of your soul. In the inner level of your soul, you got the chicken that was kind of, God gave you the chicken. Why are you getting upset with this guy? This guy's just a puppet. He's a messenger in God's hands. But you're really relying on this guy to give you your chicken? Now, by the way, you've got to understand, you've got to be real with where you are in your neshama. On your soul level, say, there is a truth, there is a truth to reality, which is, you should be grateful to that person, and you should rely on that person, that is a truth. But it's not the deepest truth, it's a, it's a superficial level of truth. There's a deeper level of truth, which is, I told a story about when I ran the trips in India, and I had to go to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Yeah. I had to run a trip in India, <laughs> I was running trips in India for Israeli trips. backpackers in India, trips, traps, um, and volunteer trips and Kirov stuff for Israeli backpackers <coughs> in India and I went to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs to get funding and if they would support my project and I had this meeting booked and someone came up to me and said are you, uh, you know, you're a bit nervous, you're going to stand in front and I was like, I stand in front of Hashem three times a day I'm nervous with this guy, well, this guy, he goes to bed, he probably like sucks his thumb, I don't know <laughs> so, so when I sit down in front of him I sit down, he's got all his problems and issues, I don't know, I sit down in front of him. Now, this, I still have to respect them, but it's not up to them. Now it depends what, how deep you're living within your soul. If you're living on an external level of your soul, then it is, you, sh <coughs> you need to be dependent on them. But if you live at the deeper level of your soul you're living on, you're just not, they're just there, they're just which actually means the more of a tzaddik you are, the more hashkacha pratis there is. The more you believe that Hashem runs every single thing in the world, the more Hashem does, so to speak. The less you believe that, the more Hashem, so to speak, kind of steps back and says, okay, I'll leave it up to nature then. You are, you are in the hands of nature until you don't believe in nature anymore. As soon as you believe in that Hashem's everything, then Hashem can take care of stuff. If you don't acknowledge that Hashem is doing everything, then Hashem, so to speak, can't do it. I gave the example the other day about if you've got a sore tooth and a dentist comes, if you don't acknowledge that he's a dentist, you're like, I don't believe you're a dentist, then he can't help you. Like, he can't help you, but you're not letting him out. You. So if you don't believe Hashem's running everything, so, so to speak, Hashem can't help you. Yeah, I was just going to ask, how do we uh, get to the deeper part of the soul? Well, that's what the first parts that we'll be going over is finding that place of calm. My favorite thing, by the way, is doing the anikayan, anikayan, I exist, I exist. Or I'm going deeper within myself, I'm going deeper within myself. Breathing in, I'm going deeper within myself, going deeper within myself. Calming your senses. If, if you're saying that we don't allow Hashem to help us, he might help us, he might help us, yeah. So to speak, yeah. yeah. I mean, we give Hashem power. Yes. It says in Tehillim, you give power to Hashem. You empower Hashem to be able to help you, if, the more you believe in Him. He is all powerful, He's giving you the choice to let Him be. He's, he is, at any point He could help you, if He so decided. Hashem gives you the power to decide. He diminishes his power somewhat in order to give you the power. That's a true match. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Now you're partners with Hashem. 
Hashem has made you a Pali. Pardon? He is really. There are different levels of, of all reality. Mitzido, this is where everyone gets confused as Mitzido and Mitzidena. Mitzido is from God's worldview beyond time and space. Mitzidena is from our human worldview. So from God's worldview, he's always all power. He doesn't even exist. You're just a thought. But the way we are experiencing life in Olamazer, then, so to speak, God has diminished himself. Beyond. Really? We're just playing a game. In the virtual reality game that God has set up for us, in order to come close to him, you're right, God has diminished the power. But he could just press the stop button on the game if he wanted. And then, you see that? So, Mitzidah, Mitzidah, and we can't really understand his... So fine. So who are you really reliant on? You ask your friend to borrow something, and he doesn't lend it to you. You're going to get upset with him. You are. My roommate wants the air conditioning on, and I don't want the air conditioning on because I get cold and I get sick, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. And he just doesn't understand me. Look at that blanket. Well, it's not. It's up to man. What have it's all. So you, so you are going to choose to live in the world of Asiya, of this world where those things do count, or you're going to choose to live in a deeper world where it's just all Hashem anyway. So how do we do this? Number one thing, the practice that we're going to be practicing is, ask Hashem for stuff all day. Please Hashem. Please Hashem, help me eat the right amount of lunch. I think there's almost nothing worse than eating too much lunch, really. That's not true, but it's true. <laughs> you know, there's not nothing worse than that, but really. Now, you've got much diff- more difficult things to work on, so don't worry about that. But I want to eat it. So please, Hashem, I don't want to eat too much lunch. Please help me not eat too much lunch. Please, Hashem, help me eat mindfully. Please, Hashem, I'm about to do a bracha. Please, Hashem, help me make the bracha with Savanna. So you're basically davening to daven. Mm-hmm. Please, Hashem, help me have a daven a good mincha. Hashem, I'm about to daven mincha. Please help me have kavan in my mincha. I'm walking here. Please, Hashem, please, Hashem, please, Hashem. Ask all the time for Hashem. Now, once again, not because you really want it. Something is because you really want Some, But because you're showing I'm only reliant on you, Hashem. What you're training yourself is... Everything comes from Hashem. Everything comes from Hashem. Everything, all the time, all the time, all the time. Then another level is stop depending on other people. Stop. I'd, I'd stop asking for so many things from so many people. And when you don't get the chicken in thing in lunch, don't get upset with the guy. Say, okay, thank you, Hashem. Then you can get into the thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me this much chicken. This is probably... You know what? Had I had the amount of chicken that I did want, I would probably have been too much. <laughs> I should have known how much chicken. <laughs> yeah. I find um, a feeling like sometimes I say I ask for way more than I say thank you for. Mm. I try to say thank you to a lot of things, but it just happens throughout the day that I ask for. Yeah. Well, yes, it's definitely good to try and start switching there. But at the, the moment, we're practicing asking a lot. Once again, not because you're that needy, but just because you want to get into your consciousness that everything comes from Hashem. And then thank you. Yeah. There you go. Everything you ask for, say thank you, whether you get it or not. So then at least you're equal. 
Yes. Is there a special special thing with the Kohen Hanukkah? Forty days in a row. There are ideas that there are certain powerful things that can be good, but you can daven at the Kotel forty days in a row with no kavana, and you can daven in Seattle one day with lots of kavana, and it will be much better. So you know. I think davening with Kavana at the Kotel 40 days in a row would be better than davening in Manchester 40 days in a row. Because okay. I think there's power, there's power. But I wouldn't start messing around with all that. Hashem is, Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere, up, up, down, down, right, left and all around. Hashem is the real version, the new version I made up. Hashem is here, Hashem is here, Hashem is really here, 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 here. Really, Mamish, here, here, here. <laughs> Much better. It's oh, the Bill Bobby, it's the Bill Bobby remix. It's the, because it isn't really here and there. It's just a show. Up, left, right, down. It's all in your. Con- oh, I'm crying, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> today, <though. laughs> so, <laughs> next, when you do ask people for things, because you need to ask people for things. Hey, can you pass me that? Can you pass me that? Say in your mind at the same time, Hashem, I'm really asking. Hashem, please. Or before you ask them, say, Hashem, please let him pass me the pencil. And then you can ask him, hey, can you pass me the pencil, please? But ask Hashem first. Everything you're ever going to ask for, ask Hashem first. Hey, Hashem, what's the time? Hey, what's the time, please? Do that. It's a game. Start asking, asking, asking. Everything. Or at the same time. Is that like manifesting the concept? No, I, 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 don't, I don't know. It makes you realize that even though you're asking this person, you're really asking Hashem. Like, I live in this world, so I do have to ask that person to pass it to me because I can't reach it, but really it's all from Hashem. Once you ask someone for something and they give it to you, then you start thinking that it's really them. You start getting caught up in the, in the more superficial levels of your neshama. So what you've got to do is, even though I, I am human and I'm not on that level, at least I'm going to start training myself subconscious, sub-levels of trying to live both at the same time. It's very hard to let go of the living in this world consciousness, because we're human. But to at least try and attach to that, I really know that there is a deeper secret here. And how are we training ourselves to do that? Every time you ask for something, every time you thank someone for something, you really, at the same time in your mind, are saying, really, thank you. Yeah, but none of this, the secret and manifestations and that. So is that. No, that would be cool. But you're like, thanks, Hashem. But don't start being like, I'm now going to manipulate. <laughs> I have power. I'm like, please, Hashem, tell them to give me all their money. Hey, can I have? <laughs> don't go weird. If you're going to get turned weird from tapping into the deeper top parts of your Hashem, then you're actually not tapping into the deeper part of your Hashem. You're just becoming weird. What? You probably don't. You come and ask me, I'll let you know. So we have to, in a way, you have to see people as people, but you should really, we should see them as shlichim, shlichim of Hashem. It's a shleich of Hashem, shleich of Hashem. Hashem wants me to have it, I have it. Hashem doesn't want me to have it, I won't have it. In that way, by the way, you can never get upset. Why? Because whatever Hashem is doing is for your best. So what's there to be upset about? 
I didn't get the parking space. Okay. So that must be the best for me. I really, you know what I really thought was best for me? To get the parking space. Wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm sorry. It doesn't feel like the best. Pardon? Should have got the bus. Should have got the bus. Should have had my muna. Doesn't matter. That's why, like, someone's living on a deeper level of the neshama, then they definitely let people go in front of them. Have you ever been driving a car, and like someone wants to come in front of you, and you're like, or who didn't let that go in front of you? You got to be that person who's like, yeah. Even better when you're when there's the left lane and you've got to turn and then there's the centre lane and there's a big queue at the left lane and then someone goes down the centre lane and then they cut in at the end and you've been waiting for 20 minutes and you're like oh, da, da, da. you've got to be the guy who's like me like, but what about the principle of this thing Rabbi why should he be like, okay alright you're right I'm not saying you're wrong you're right but it's not making a difference are you allowed to cut yeah yeah you have to <laughs> if you cut in, it was Hashem one time. <laughs> um, you should. No, are you allowed to do that? You take advantage of the system. You're not allowed to take advantage. Of, by the way, especially if you look like a religious Jew, God forbid. Oy vavoy. If you're going to do that, and and there's a secular Israeli, and suddenly sees this guy with a beard, <coughs> like cutting it. Oh, so you cover your beard and you t- put a cap on <laughs> No, Hashem still sees. Hashem sees it. It's not good. I don't think it's good. Why are you so... No, you're in such a rush. Hashem gave the traffic lights. Hashem like, you know. If you cut in and you save, you saved three minutes. Then Hashem will make you miss the next traffic. I don't know. Right, chill out. You think you're going to start controlling and, oh, if I go in here, I'll get... Who's in control here, man? External levels of your neshama, you're going to start trying to manipulate. And when you're living in a calmer place, you're just like, Hashem's doing it. That doesn't mean we can talk about Ishtadlis. You've got to leave on time. Does that. Leave on time. And you can put your foot on the accelerator to catch the... Yeah, that's okay. But to do something against what you're allowed to do, you don't... What are you doing that for? Do the right thing. Hashem wants you to do the right thing. Is that the right thing to do or not? If it's not, don't do it. That's it. Very simple. Do the right thing. Fine. So, fine. So we're trying to go from external levels of our souls to internal level of our soul. In the more internal we go, the more we understand Einad Melvado, there's only Hashem, and, and the less we're reliant on people. And the way we're practicing this is, the practical tool is, ask Hashem all day for lots of things, try and ask people less for things, and notice that when you're being reliant on other people, try and have a subtext consciousness which is saying, but I know it's really you, Hashem. So try and train yourself. It's all you, Hashem. So if you have a very, very annoying something that happens to you with... Money and it's all Hashem trying to help you grow and have patience and imuna. It's all the best, obviously. You'd never get upset in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is your 100%. This is how you build your imuna. By faking it till you awake it. 
Fake it till you awake it. Say, I know it's from you, even though you don't really feel it. Because we don't feel it. I'm not saying I feel it. I'm dependent on people. But I'm trying to build my amuna by saying, if I, I know that if I could see deeper, then I would feel it's only from you. So it's, it's faking it till you not make it, because you don't need to make it, because it's there already. Fake it till you awake it. Yeah. I'm very wary about manifestations and things and you think it's in my power and it's the secret and if I do enough this and although I think it might work I think let's keep Hashem in the picture and you know what helps you manifest a job is working hard and praying for it and being ready ready for stuff when you're ready for Hashem yeah but to try and think I'm now going to manifest myself a job you can manifest your job by working really hard and praying to Hashem and if you do that by the way if you don't get the job then it's okay then I didn't get the job this is for example in everything in dating if you really like the girl you've been on two dates already and you know (laughs) so let's say you really like the girl you've been on 15 dates already and they're already pressuring you to have children so let's say it turns out she just says, okay, it's not working. What level of your neshama are you on? If you have immense immunity, you're like, oh, that's really sad. You feel a bit of pain. But you say, okay, can't be my wife then. If you're living on with less immuna on external levels of your soul, you're going to be like, I'm surely my wife. So you've got to be real with what level you're on. Base decision. Oh, good Shabbos.